Well, welcome to part three of our series, Follow, what we're, when we're talking about what it looks like to follow Jesus, what it means to really follow Jesus, looking at some of the areas specifically that I think we have some misconceptions and misunderstandings around and that we maybe have some room for improvement or maybe to just understand better so we can make an informed decision of whether or not we are going to follow Jesus. And today, we're going to be talking all about priorities. You're probably going to be tired of hearing the word priorities by the end of today, but it is so important to have good priorities because otherwise you end up like some of these pictures that I wanted to start with because these pictures show us some questionable, at the very least, interesting priorities, okay? The first one is a good father caring for the cat while his child sleeps on the couch. At least he has them on a couch. Okay, the next one is uh, an interesting road sign, um, courtesy of the road police. The road police knows what's important is what it says at the top. And here it is, no right turn except if you're going to KFC, then you can make a right turn. Here's a perfect example of what, well, we all are doing too much these days. And that is we're on our phone when really cool things are passing us by and we miss it, Right? bad priorities. This is an interesting prioritization by a zoo. Here's one of the signs on their pens. Do not sit, stand, climb, or lean on the zoo fence. If you fall, animals could eat you, and that might make them sick. Nothing about you, unfortunately. Here's for all my board game friends. Here's our last one. If you're going to go out and about in the winter, snow, tenting, snowshoeing, make sure you bring Catan along. And if you haven't played Catan, that's what you need to get somebody for Christmas because it is a worthy game uh, that personally I don't like to play so much anymore just because it's so intense, at least in our side of the family. It just, it ruins friendships sometimes, but it is worth it. It's worth it. So my question is, do you have good priorities? Do you have your priorities in line? Do you know, do you even know what your priorities are? What are your top three or four or five, if I had you make a list right now, what are they? And if you don't know what they are, then how can you even live by them? How can you stick with them when the going gets tough, when you have to make a real decision? For example, if, if your family is your priority, do you spend time with them? If truth is a priority, do you speak truth? If you say, I'm a Jesus follower, I'm a Christian, are you really making Jesus a priority? Because, and you know this, priority matters. This isn't a shock to you. That priority matters, right? If you are making yourself a delicious steak on the grill, when do you season the steak? After you're done grilling it or before? Hopefully you know the answer to that question. If you're baking cookies, do you start with the chocolate chips and M&Ms? Some of you do. Some of you are down in M&Ms the whole time. And then you still go ahead and eat two or three or four sometimes five cookies after you're done making them as if you hadn't had any sugar that day except half of the bag of M&Ms is gone because you just already ate it. Are you that kind of person? Do you prioritize in that way? Or do you start with baking soda and flour and things like that? In fact, when you're baking cookies, isn't it true that the M&Ms and the chocolate chips should come last pretty much, right? When it comes to your jobs, your career, are your priorities right? 
when it comes to maybe, maybe you're a, do manual labor, when it comes to building the house or when it comes to, uh, you know, doing some renovations in your home, you know, do you, do you rip up the old carpet first or put the new carpet in first? It's obvious, right? But, but priorities make a difference. If, if you are trying to get the sale, do you make sure you have a good first impressions at the end or at the beginning? Obviously at the beginning, right? If, if you're going to start a project, isn't it true that you first estimate the cost of that project before you get going to make sure that you can finish the project? And if you don't, will things work out as well? No, of course not. That's why priorities matter. When I worked out uh, in Seattle, I worked at the Boeing company before I became a pastor um, and uh, where they build airplanes and all sorts of interesting things. Um, I worked in the IT department because that's my background is, is technology. And um, I think about twice a year, I can't remember exactly, it's been a little while, but they would have what's called block releases, which is a major software update that they push out to all the workstations on the factory floor and the engineers. And, and, and it's just a really big update, a package of lots of improvements to make things go better. Okay? And when they do this block weekend, essentially it shuts down the entire factory and all the engineers almost can't work because they can't access the programs because they're getting updated. And so essentially the largest, at least the largest building in the world by volume, which is where they manufacture a lot of the planes out in Seattle, essentially it stops for a weekend while the IT department updates things. And I was on the release team, the team that... Um, kind of organized the release and made sure all the teams worked at the right time as a very project management oriented role. And I walked into the war room essentially where they had all the schedule all the way around the room and the, the order of things, color coded and all that kind of things. And uh, to make sure that everything went as it was supposed to go. Because could you imagine if for some reason you started releasing software by starting at the end instead of the beginning or midway through instead of the beginning or you got one or two things out of order and things failed and then you had to take time to go back and fix it. And some of you are like, you're kind of describing my life right now because I think I started at the wrong place and then I had to go back and fix it and it took me longer overall. And then on Monday morning, what would happen? At least in, at, at the company, well, 30 plus thousand, 30 plus thousand, not exaggerating, people at least would come to the Monday morning first shift to start working and they couldn't get access to the program. They couldn't know where the planes were in the manufacturing stage. It would all come to a standstill if the priorities weren't right and in the right order. And I say all this for the backdrop of some really uncomfortable verses that we're going to look at today. In fact, you may find some of the words of Jesus today a little extreme. I told you that I was going to talk about that last week, and I'm following through on my promise this week. When Jesus talks about priorities, and he talks about this, in fact, this kind of exchange is recorded in Luke chapter 9, that's where we're going to be today, and it's an interaction, uh, Jesus has interactions with three different people who wanted to follow him or he invited to follow him. Now, likely this, um, uh, this, uh, these three interactions didn't happen at one moment in time, it probably happened over a period of time. And then when Luke wrote this and he heard from the disciples who were there and other people and he documented it, that he kind of took these instances and put them together because they had a very similar theme, okay? And so um, just know that 
this is not probably one moment in time. This is over time that this happens, and then and Luke puts it together. But essentially, each individual comes to Jesus in this uh, six-verse story, essentially, and um, says, Jesus, I will follow you, or I'm going to think about following you. But Jesus says, if so, if you're going to follow me, that's great, but you have to first check your priorities before you do so. And then when it looks like they're kind of questioning things, um, Jesus bluntly just responds to their decisions, to their priorities. And it's uncomfortable how bluntly he responds to their priorities. Because let's be honest, we don't like it when somebody tells us the priorities we should have. You don't really like it when your boss tells you this is what you should be working on and not working on. The pandemic is a great case study in people not liking other people telling them what they should or should not prioritize. We resist that. And I think in part, that's why we resist the next six verses of Luke chapter 9 that we're going to read when Jesus says some things that are a little bit strong and forces his audience forces the people who are thinking about following and I think forces us to really check our priority or priorities for that matter, okay? So Jesus, uh, just a few verses later, it says Jesus is going to go down to Jerusalem, okay? So he's going to start his journey to the end, essentially start his journey to Jerusalem, crucified, all that stuff that happens in Jerusalem, okay? And as they were walking, okay, Luke says, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go, which is really a bold claim if you think about it. Like, wow, that's commitment. I mean, how many of you would like somebody to come along to you and say, hey, you are so great. I will follow you wherever you go. I mean, that would be a little flattering to say the least. Jesus responds to this flattery. He says, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. In other words, this journey of following me is not going to be comfortable. You 